0: While you've been out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you what you need, oh yeah, yeah, now that the show's underway, I guess we can call
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute podcast. Each week, Movies by Minute's hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz directed comedy Bowfinger. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. And we're the hosts of Roadhouse Minute. But Marcy, this is not Roadhouse. This is Bowfinger. This is Minute 12 of Bowfinger. This minute starts with an awkward unsolicited introduction. And it ends with Jerry Renfro fantasizing about chubby rain. (laughs) So this is, uh, this is, so uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot. So I will just tell you as, as someone who's making a lot of these connections that I'm sure our listeners are making as well. Like these minutes remind me a lot. Like I would say that these three minutes of the movie are the most directly satirical of like the, of, of, the Hollywood machine, like the whole Mm -hmm. movie is satirizing what it means to make a movie, but let's be honest. Like the rest of the movie is just like a shambolic mess. These three minutes, they remind me a lot of, um, and I know you've seen this movie with me, the movie get shorty where John Travolta, Mm -hmm. like is a loan shark who then turns into a movie producer and like, they have that meeting with Danny DeVito at a restaurant that looks like this. And he just like makes up some dish on the menu. So like movies like get shorty um, movies, like the player that are just really lampooning how ridiculous, like the politics and um, you know, just sort of the, as you said, like this is a place where power lunches happen. This is a power lunch that nobody realized was about to happen. And this is kind of like, this is the minute where, Robert Downey Jr., I guess, has his has his fancies tickled by Chubby Rain.
2: Yeah, this is definitely um like full-on hustle from Steve Martin. Like he feels like he's landing his big fish. He feels like he's got, you know, this guy's attention. And you can just see Robert Downey Jr., um, the looks on his face when he <laughs> when he looks at his dining companion and is kind of like looking over at Steve Martin going, what is going on here? And then we get the um, telephone cord that falls out of the sleeve moment. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic.
1: Chekhov's check-offs, yeah, check-offs phone cord pays off in this minute.
2: Yeah, um, it's great. Um, so
1: let me ask you a question, because I think we can talk about it in the next minute, too. One of the things that I am wrestling with after watching these three minutes is, like, where exactly is... Jerry Renfro. So that's Robert Downey Jr. Like I, I can't tell. I can't tell. And maybe for maybe for today we can just talk about this minute. I cannot tell how sincere he is being towards Bobby Bofigar. Like I can't tell oh. if he legitimately is interested in making this movie. Really? Or if he is just trying to shine him on.
2: You're flabbergasting me. Like you, you can't tell that he is looking at Steve Martin going, this guy is so full of it because like every look that he's giving his dining companion is making fun of
1: no I know Bobby like this Bowfinger. this is the classic look from this minute yeah
2: oh, okay yes he turns and he's like so incredulous about this um this this phone cord falling out of his sleeve I think he he knows and the look his friend gives him where he's like trying to hold back the laugh at the very beginning.
1: That would be that would be this look.
2: Yes. These two men know that they've got somebody that's ridiculous and they're just gonna mess around with him.
1: Oh, like, oh well, okay, but all right, let me But push they back.
2: are in cahoots about messing around with Bobby Bowfinger a hundred percent.
1: Okay, so you are of the opinion one hundred percent that They have absolutely no interest in Chubby Rain.
2: Yes. From the get-go. From seeing this guy sit down next to them and, like, start mouthing off about Mm. Kit Ramsey. I mean, can you imagine if you were, like, actually somebody in Hollywood, how many times you have to, like, ward off people with ridiculous ideas? Like, ideas like Chubby Rain? Okay, but why do you think...
1: Okay, okay. Well, tell you what. See, I'm going to say... I'm going to say that Jerry Renfro in these 3 minutes is 80% incredulous and 20% credacious. And what I well, mean yeah, by what for I mean sure. what I he mean by He doesn't want to miss
2: this. out on something good. Well, like that, okay, if something that, good is coming around, he wants to be in on it, but okay, you're right. well, Marcy, He's like then, 80% this guy's ridiculous.
1: I think you need to dial back a little bit of your flabbergasterness.
2: Well, you're because you flabbergasted you, me like crazy just You then. are
1: you are You are implying that I'm some rube that just fell off the back of a turnip truck. It kind of sounded like that. Okay. But you're also agreeing with me. Tell you what.
2: Well, he is a shark, that man.
1: I have a question for you about this whole pitch, but I'm going to hold it until tomorrow's show because this is in tomorrow's show is where Jerry Renfro is going to make Bobby sort of the, the, the Godfather offer, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I mean, in this minute, um, well let me ask you a quick question. So let me let me let me walk it back a little bit to the beginning of this minute because you know I think we both like this movie, but I also think, and since this is our only five minutes on the movie, it's fair to say that Steve Martin, you're not the biggest Steve Martin fan.
2: I would not say huge. Nope.
1: Okay, that's fine. Um, how did you like his acting in this minute like this is the minute where he's sort of like the yeah don't you remember we've <laughs> yeah. did you yep. did you like that do you not like that
2: yeah i think he's great i think he's great in his movies he's just not like a package for me like
1: i don't understand what that he... means at all
2: Steve Martin is not attractive to me. And so like he, it kind of like comes down a couple notches on like, Oh, my interest in him as an actor. It's like, I don't find that part appealing. And, but I think that <laughs> he's a really great comedian. He's got incredible talent. And, and you like have to
1: apologize for your opinion. If you don't like watching Steve Martin movies, it's okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he's a silly, I think he's got a silliness about him. He reminds me a lot of like, that ministry of silly walks john kind cleese. of yeah john cleese kind of somebody that like uses their body really well to kind of get across this this ridiculous comedy
1: no you're right and i mean i think and and this minute is probably the minute where we get the most sort of comedy acting by steve martin and that's sort of this whole like goofy dialogue thing that he does at the beginning of this minute like mm-hmm. I agree with you that he's got, he's got that John Cleese in him. I, I mean, I think, I think Robert Downey Jr.'s wordless acting in this minute is amazing.
2: Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Uh, and, and you can see from looking at him, cause like the funny thing about him is like, okay, so this movie's in 99 Iron Man, isn't going to be made for almost another decade. And it, you can see sort of some of the wear and tear on his face by the time he gets to Iron Man in this minute, like he's, incredible like you can he's incredible got an incredibly magnetically attractive face you yeah. can understand why his you know his career got on a rocket ship and unfortunately flew into the sun but like yeah. you can you can see any and and he's an amazing actor i mean let's be honest yeah. it's kind of it's kind he's of a, tragedy. a lot
2: of a lot of the pieces right there
1: yeah. yeah um
2: but he comes back around yeah
1: do you think okay so you were saying that you think that people like Jerry Renfro probably get these kind of weird propositions all the time. And so my either question...
2: they they do or they have people that help protect them from that. Like like my whole question from the previous minute where we've got this nobody coming into this high end restaurant is like that Mater D should. Not be letting this weirdsmobile into the restaurant, he should be protecting his clientele because you know, if we really have um this Renfo dude in here and he's a big deal, then Renfo doesn't want to have some weirdsmobile next to him. I think um, you're probably right, yeah. So, I mean, it's improbable that this would actually happen, but again. Like people have all sorts of ideas and they want to try and pitch them. So I don't think it's
1: so let's, tell you you what. let's say we accept the premise of this particular interaction. Do you think that the typical big shot Hollywood producer who's obviously what Jerry Renfro is supposed to be? Do you think that most of them would sort of politely humor the idiot or do you think they would just cut him off as quickly as possible and just say, like, get the hell out of here?
2: I don't know. I think it depends on the person and the day, maybe. Um, what would you? Like what would everybody. you? What
1: would you do if you were Jerry Renfro in this scene, Marcy?
2: Well, you know me. I'm very tolerant of other people, so I would probably be trying to humor them. Well, what about you, Roger? What would you do?
1: <laughs> Marcy, I think you know me. I can be you a jerk me. as much as the next guy. I have. I do not suffer fools gladly. I think as soon as I saw like a freaking a disembodied phone cord. <laughs> Coming out of somebody's <laughs> sleeve, I would have been like, I would have called over my waiter and said, you know, get this I'm not, guy out of
2: here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, waiter, I think you need to reseat the person next to me, or I'm yeah. never coming back to this restaurant again.
2: But see, so there's two two ways that would result in the same thing, like. Our Renfro guy here, and maybe my style, I don't think I would mess with him so much, but Renfro kind of humors him, and he leaves.
1: Well, but keep in mind, too, there's that 20%. I think deep down, he sees an opportunity.
2: Ah, uh, Well, I think once he flips through that script and sees that it's called Chubby Rain, and we've got a real bad catch line at the end.
1: Okay, well, let me bring that up. Because, okay, so two questions. One, how often do you think it is that uh, a Hollywood producer reads just the first two pages and the last page of a script in trying to make a first impression.
2: Golly, I don't know, but maybe a lot. Okay. Like,
1: so are are you suggesting that he is not sincere when he reads the script and says that it's great?
2: Yeah. <laughs> These questions are so funny. I, uh, see,
1: I you know you what
2: feel like this man's being sincere at all. I do. Whoa!
1: I actually do. Roger! Well, Marcy, you got to understand. You're driving
2: me crazy with that today.
1: This movie is essentially... This movie is coming on the tail end. I mean, it's at the very tail. But, you know, there are movies that came out in the 1980s that are way more ridiculous than Chubby Rain that made a lot of money. I mean, you could argue that we did one of them for 114 minutes.
2: Yeah, true.
1: I mean, how much... How much how much more believable is Roadhouse than Chubby Rain? Yeah,
2: I don't know.
1: Other than the fact that the aliens are actually coming down to Earth in the raindrops. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, if I were to describe to you, like, like, maybe I'll try to figure this out for tomorrow's episode, but I bet if I were to pick a random Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, who will make an appearance later on this week, but if I was to pick a random Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie from the 1980s... And just write down the plot in three sentences or less, and yeah. tell you what, Marcy. Here's what I'm going to do: before the next episode, I'm going to summarize the plot of three Arnold Schwarzenegger '80s movies in a row, but one of them is going to be fake.
2: Oh, it's like, and wait, wait! Don't tell me. You're gonna have to love guess, the listener.
1: You're gonna have to guess which one I made up, just to prove I the just it. to prove the point that Chubby Rain is not as ridiculous as you seem to think it is or that Jerry Renfro isn't seeing dollar signs flash before his eyes right now.
2: Okay, fine.
1: All right. That's all I got for this minute. You got anything else? Nope. Thanks. We don't, I mean, we don't have anybody to unpack. Uh, I mean the, I will name check the person sitting across from him who is got an amazingly blank face. Um, his name is Brogan Roche. And Brogan. I think he had, yes. And I think he has about a dozen IMDB credits. Huh, all right.
2: So cool beats. All right.
1: Well, thank you once again for listening to another episode. You can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or at the main site, bowfingerminute.com. Please like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You can find out more about the podcast on Facebook at Welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute Listener Center, and on Twitter at Bowfinger Minute so join us here tomorrow on the Bowfinger Minute and in the meantime keep it together keep it together keep it together
0: keep it together children I hope that we'll see you again cause there's always